This episode is sponsored by husbands who actually put the toilet seat down. They want you to know that they don't like doing it, but they're willing to put in the most minimal effort sometimes. Husbands who put the toilet seat down. Now all they have to do is work on their aim. It's the Kimberly Show. Was it a betrayal for you? My whole world gets turned upside down. It was like watching my own funeral. I know who the anonymous source was. Thong, 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 yeah! You can't eat that because it tastes like boogers. <laughs> and I just bawled and prayed. Have you been able to forgive? Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to the Kim Gravel Show. I am your host, Kim Gravel. Happy New Year, Zach. Happy New Year, Kim. <laughs> New year, right? New it's year. 2024. But we're back. <laughs> 20, we're back. And it's 2024. And we're starting the new year off right. I'm telling you, you know, each year has just gotten better and better with our, you know, content, with our guest. Um, and today is no exception. Way to start off the Kim Gravel show in 2024, right? Should we just tell everybody who it is? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Who do we have, Kim? <sighs> Julie Chen Moonvez. You know, from Big Brother, from mm-hmm. the talk. She's on the show today. She's going to talk to us about her spiritual awakening. Oh, and one more thing. Did you know that we put outtakes at the end of every episode? And let me just tell you, the outtakes <laughs> sometimes are better than actual episodes. So <laughs> if you want to see me suffer and mispronounce words, then don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to the end of the episode. But first, we have Julie Chen Moonviz. Julie, Julie Chen Moonviz. You created my yeah. own yeah. intro. Th- we give you a theme oh, song. Right. I need that when I walk yeah. around. And maybe a wind machine. <laughs> <laughs> and a light. And a diva ring light. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me on, on your show. It's it's a real privilege. The privilege is mine. But I just want to tell you, Julie, let's just get into it because I'm a real talk type of person. You know, we're down here in Georgia, hot Atlanta, you know, the Hollywood of the South down here. And I have watched you, been a fan of you. I used to watch the the talk got me through raising my two boys. Okay, watching the talk, watching you on the talk. And, you know, Big Brother, I always thought, Zach, I always thought I would be a good Big Brother contestant. Right. And you know what? You don't think I would? I'm shaking my head. No, No, I don't think you would. Okay. (laughs) Or a real housewife of Atlanta. That's more Kim Speed, for sure. That's that's way too much shade for me to throw tonight while we're talking to you about your book. But Julie, I was so amazed. First of all, I wasn't shocked that you were writing a book about your faith. What I was shocked about was when you say you found the Lord at 48 years old. I'm shocked. Can you tell us how that happened? Like how, what was your spiritual, you know, journey or your faith journey? Yes. So I grew up in Queens, New York, and I'm the youngest of three girls and my parents are Chinese immigrants. And yeah, my dad wore a cross. Um, He actually um, came to America thanks to um, this, this, this monk who sponsored him, this church sponsored him and, um, one of his brothers. And my mom, um, she wore a crucifix around her neck and she decided at age 17, she wanted to be a Catholic, even though her mother was Buddhist. So Mm. my parents um, didn't try and choose our faith for us. My mom wanted, since my mom chose at age 17, you know, what path she wanted to go down, she wanted each of her daughters to do the same. So 
you know, did I pray growing up? Yes. It was because I saw it on Little House on the Prairie. Let's be honest. I love it. You know? And so, and I always had the same prayers and it was by rote. You know, it was like, oh, I prayed for, you know, grandma, grandpa, my parents, me, my sisters, you know, please let us be healthy, wealthy, and wise. It was the same thing every night. And then um, I went to a Catholic high school, but that was more out of, um, that wasn't a faith decision. That was because I didn't get into the Bronx High School of Science, which is where my two older sisters went. And my mother said, you know, instead of having you go to the public school, you're zoned to, a lot of your friends have gone to St. Francis Prep, let's apply. But even then, like, I wasn't listening to the Lord. I wasn't trying to get to know Jesus. I wasn't, you know, I was being mm. my work and my mm. career. That was my false idol that I prayed to. That came number one above everything. Even after I had a son, you know, like raising my child, I would outsource um, raising him mm. just so I could be at the studio at work. But then I turned 48 and my whole world gets turned upside down. For me personally, I had been at the talk for eight years and I'm on the eve of launching the ninth season of it. And I unexpectedly lose my job there. But, you know, to save face, it's always they allow the person who's leaving to say it's their choice. So I I lied and I I said that I was leaving um, to spend more time at home. And I was still doing Big Brother, but Big Brother was getting ready to wrap up, as it always does, typically in September. And my whole life as I knew it just got turned upside down. The talk was a big part of um, how that was my my identity, because I was on daily, you know, right. and I was been on some sort of daily broadcast. Prior to that, it was the morning news at CBS. And there were a lot of... Um, reports about me and my family that were just simply, you know, not true lies. And when, when you're wounded, people who have any reason to want to attack, you can say anything and it can go to print. And there was, there was like a ridiculous story about me at the talk, like standing on a chair in a big meeting and telling everyone you make me want to vomit. It was no one even corroborated the story. And then one anonymous source who I, I know who the anonymous source was, went to a reporter. So there was a lot of, you know, I had never suffered that kind of press or um, scrutiny or judgment. But Julie, let me ask you something. Did you have you ever suffered that kind of betrayal? Because the talk the image that was portrayed to us, like I said, I, I raised my kids watching you guys, uh, you know, daily on the talk and you all seem so close and such good friends and such was, is it, is it, a, is it a dog eat dog world out there? And, and was it a betrayal for you? It was a betrayal, but I should have been, um, I shouldn't have been so naive because season one mm. of the talk, um, I went on vacation and when I came back from vacation, I found out that the other four ladies um, were saying how much nicer it was with me gone because they thought that I wasn't one of the girls that I was always trying to produce them and produce the show. And okay. they, they kind of ran the place. They didn't have me saying, you know, no, you can't say that because we'll get sued. And I was the only one from a new <laughs> back. 
And I remember, right, right. which is truth. Yeah. You can't say there's things you can't say. Yeah. I, you can't, I, I was like, you could say, in my opinion, she's guilty of murdering her daughter, right. but you can't say, you know, she did it. Like we'll get right. sued. You can't. Allegedly. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Or I believe in my opinion, I don't, I don't believe that she's innocent, you know, something. So, um, so season one, uh, there was a movement underway to like, get rid mm-hmm. of me. All four of my co-hosts talked about it. Two of them actually took it a step further and went to the network and said, her or us, if she wow. stays, we go. And we were all only under a one-year contract because we didn't even know if the show was going to be success. So when they posed that question, those two didn't get their contracts picked up for season two. Mm. So we you know, hired two other people to take those slots and then everything was going great. So when you saw us, like even season one up until that point, like, and these two women who left the show, like I went on vacation with them, like with their husbands, you know, we did like Vegas weekends. So that camaraderie was real, but there was a lot more going on behind the scenes. So that's why it felt like a betrayal because season Absolutely. nine, as we're about to launch it, um, my husband had left the network, so he wasn't running CBS anymore. So that's when two of the four co-hosts went and said, we don't want Julie um, to be part of the season premiere because on the season premiere, they were going to talk about Uh, my husband's exit from CBS. And they said, we don't feel comfortable talking in front of Julie. So the head of CBS daytime said, please stay home. You know, I, I, she said, I know them. If you show up, they'll call in sick and I can't have that. So please just stay home. So I, I stayed home and I turned on the show that day when I watched it, it was like watching my own funeral. And yes, two of the four people just totally buried me. And they made it, by what they said, they made it impossible for me to ever pull up my chair to that table again. So that afternoon, um, I had a long heart-to-heart talk with the head of CBS Daytime. She cried, I cried. And I I said, you know, the only way this show is going to be able to go forward is without me there. And then we figured out how I was going to announce it. And um, very few people knew. And I recorded my departure message from the set of Big Brother. And mm. I came in early that morning to record it before the talk went live. And then they ran the recording through the control room of the talk and it went out live on the air. And I um, was very hurt, angry, frustrated, yeah. bitter. Yeah. Um, like every negative emotion. I was angry. And um, suddenly I had a lot of time on my hands and I kept thinking like, I'm going to go pray to God for answers and for justice and, you know, just mm. for guidance and direct. But, you know, it really was very self-serving, my intentions in the beginning. Sure. Like, God, do you see what happened? Like, help me. You know, and I love it though. I love it though. That's how he woos us. You know, sometimes he works all things together for the good of those, you know, and so he's all, he, he can use, that's so God's economy. I love it. 
I love it. You're going, get them, God. I was. I was so foolish. I was so foolish in in knowing who God is that I was like, you'll get my revenge for me, right? Like, right, right. You got them, right? Yeah. Take them out. Vengeful. You know, and I was coming from a place. Oh, I get it. So Mm. um, even though I thought about going to church, I, I just, I just didn't. And then one morning, right after Thanksgiving, of 2018, I got an email from my favorite aunt. And she- I love this part of the book. I love this part of the book. Thank you. She and um, my uncle, her husband, they became born again Christians in the 90s after my uncle survived cancer. And then he's also a 9-11 survivor. He was in the North Tower when it got hit. Um, She emails me and she says, my good friend from our church in New Jersey, Angela, is a prayer warrior, and she's been praying for you and your husband, your whole family. And she called me and she said that Holy Spirit moved her and touched her and told her that you need to hear about Jesus from me. You need to be, you know, told the gospel. And my aunt said, you know, You've noticed I've never been pushy about my faith. We come from a very big right. family. And that's all true. But that, seeing the email from my aunt and a woman who I've never even met, like praying for me and and being touched and right. caring that much to like call my aunt, she doesn't know me, the, everything. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to church this morning. And it was a Thursday mm-hmm. morning and I dropped off my son at school and I just drove to one of these three churches right by my house that I had driven past a million times. Now, I don't know how how common it is that on a Thursday morning at like 8.20, 8.30, whatever it was, that the doors would be open. But the doors were open and mm-hmm. I, walked, I walked in and I was by myself. And there were a few candles burning and I got into a pew and I got on my knees and I just bawled and prayed and let it all out. And, and I asked God, you know, why, why, why over and over and over again and help, 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 help me, please help me, Mm. pick me up and put me on a path. Like nothing made sense. And then when it started, but I was still like a newborn. I was like a, a baby that needed to be swaddled and carried. Like I still didn't know so much. I didn't know what I didn't know. So I went to church services that Sunday at that church. The sermon didn't resonate with me. I couldn't understand it. It may have been in Latin. It may as well have been. It might have been. I didn't understand anything. But I thought, okay, there's two other churches on this same street. They're all lined up. And I went church shopping and I ended up finding my church home. Um, You know, the third, the last one, it was like Goldilocks. You know, this one is just right. Yeah. Uh, And... And now I'm I'm yoked with like at least five, maybe six churches, you know, thanks to Zoom services. I can zoom yes. on to my friend's church. So you're just consuming. You're just, you're just, you're just in it. And you're would you call it the honeymoon phase? Or are you just like you just you're sold out. You're sold out. I you know what I'm saying? For him. Sold out for Christ. I'm on yeah, fire. Me too. For him. The me the too, honeymoon girl. phase is was when I was like collecting, collecting, collecting. Yes. Isn't it great? It's such a great feeling. Yeah. It still feels like my first year of marriage. You know, it still feels fresh no. and new. I can kind of remember that. I can kind of remember that. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm still there. And, um, 
And I just love it. And you know, I'm I'm 53 now. So I am more mature in Christ, but mm-hmm. I also know that I'm never going to stop growing and I'm never going to no. stop learning. And even the day I, you know, leave and I go home, I'm still going to, I'm going to be, you know, like head over heels, just like blown over with, with, you know, awe and like, who knew? In awe. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. Awe is a good word. I would think, cause I've never lived in the Hollywood culture. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are in the business and it's such a, it's such a great business in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it can be a little scary and a little, like you said, cutthroat, which you've experienced a little cutthroat and a little, and a little dark. Um, but I know there are believers out in 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 that field as well. Do you do you regret like tell us about your experience in the celebrity culture? Because you said earlier that you kind of idolized your position or you looked you that, that was what you were, you know, looking to for your identity. Um can I just tell you, Julie, there's so many people doing the same thing with social media and posts and likes. And for, I mean, I think we all experience it now. Yeah, I think COVID really um, had yeah. a lot of people have their come to Jesus moment, right? It really yeah. got put the world on pause, the entire world. And you had time to reflect and see, like, how am I living? You know, Um mm. Like, what am I so busy with that I don't have time for God? It wasn't even like he was last on the list. He wasn't even on the list. He wasn't even a thought, right. you know? And right. in Hollywood, I do think that um, COVID helped people, you know, come out of the woodwork a little bit because it, it would be something that right or wrong, Hollywood never felt very welcoming to faith, you know, Um because look what typically sells, like horror, <laughs> you know, yeah. sex, sex. Drugs, yeah. <laughs> you know, darkness, right? Right. Um, right. So, but then you'll see some of these like amazing faith-based films, like I Love Jesus Revolution. And that's- Yes, me too, girl. So good, you know, and yeah. that maybe, or even like a series like The Chosen. That was crowdfunded oh, and it scene. keeps getting picked up like Netflix, CW. It's like, if, you know, it's God's will. God will guide it if, if, if it's meant to be. What you experienced with your girls at the talk, I'm a girl's girl at heart. And so I know how that had to feel like, are you kidding me? We've done life together and this is what's happening. Have you been able to forgive and have yeah. you done it? Have you, have you told them? Have you talked to them and told them, I love you, I forgive you? Have you shared this faith-based message with them? Have you shared your journey? I didn't say the words, I forgive you, because sometimes I feel like people are like, well, what did I do? Like they get defensive. I got it. I don't know if they think they did anything wrong, but my olive branch was texting one of them. I saw a picture of um, this person's daughter who looked great and healthy. And I reached out and I was like, Hey, you know, so-and-so looks beautiful. So healthy. That's fantastic. How are you? Like, and it came from a genuine space of love because I did love these women. I did have amazing times laughing with them. Like we went through a lot together, you know, births, near divorces, you know, cheating scandals, all that. So I chose to remember the good and like, 
maybe it was a power play. I, I don't know, you know, the purpose. I don't know what was behind that move. Um, and, it's, and it's not for me to know. It happened. But it was also a blessing in disguise because it was. that happened. <laughs> I found I found God. I, f- I got the I got salvation. I got the greatest gift ever. So oh. you know, I texted one of them because I don't really run into her, and the other one I would tend to run into because of our kids being you know near the same age, and we went to the same school and the same piano teacher. So wow, I would see her, and it was always you know, with, um, well, the beginning, it was like a, hi, like just kind of polite, but not with love and no warmth. And then afterwards, you know, I had an opportunity to show like laughter and humor, like as if nothing had happened. Um, I had to forgive in my heart because I wasn't hurting anyone but myself harboring, you know, like hate, um, or anger, or any negative feelings towards them. They weren't thinking about me, you know, and, and you know what, but that, that's, that, that's why your book, I mean, but first God, it's like when you put him first, when you put, when you put that relationship, which is the most important relationship we can ever have. It's funny how you, you see people through his eyes. He loves you love people. Yeah. Yeah. He loves them. He He loves them. he, He loves them. All of them. Yeah. In the beginning, I was so naive. I'm like, but you don't know what I know, God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what I feel. But did you just, see this? Did you see yes, this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, that was that was a lesson I remember hearing at one of my, at, um, one of my church services at my home church here, which was the pastor said, "Yeah, that person you can't stand." God loves that person. God loves, loves them. I love recommending ZocDoc because they have solved an actual problem we all face. I'm just, tell me, tell me if you have ever had this experience like I have. You need to find a new doctor or specialist, but you have no idea where to look. So you just start asking around, hoping that your Aunt Sally's guy is good as she thinks. ZocDoc solves that problem, y'all. It's a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book your appointment with them online. I use it and it's so easy. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim or download their free app and check it out for yourself. ZocDoc will show you top rated patient reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones that take your insurance. And I'm telling you, we all know that is a struggle. Who takes your insurance and where's a good doctor? ZocDoc has it all there for you. They have doctors located near you and treat basically any condition you're searching for. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between, you know, just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. And you can even get same day appointments. So what are you waiting for? I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Kim, ZocDoc.com slash Kim. And take all the hassle of finding good doctors who take your insurance in a flash. 
Skip the meal prep this summer with Factors Ready to Eat meals and enjoy all these warmer and sunnier days, y'all. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month while the subscription is active. I love my Factor meals and I've started hiding them from my family because they love the weekly menu of 35 options and the more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, even snacks and beverages. I'm telling you, they've got everything to help you feel good about what you're eating all day long. Y'all, they're delicious. They're high quality, chef prepared, absolutely never frozen. And they're on the table in less than two minutes. Factor meals eliminate all the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Y'all, I don't have time for all of that. All you do is simply heat it up and savor the good stuff. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month. That's code Kim50 at factormeals.com slash Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus an extra 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hopefully you won't have to hide your factor meals like I do because they're that good. Maybe you will. So let me say this though, like, To me, Julie, I think you're just getting started because, I mean, I'm getting emotional talking about it, but, you know, God wastes nothing. You know that, and I know that as believers, we know he's always working all things together for the good of those who love him. And you've got this show on Instagram. Tell us about that a little bit and where people can find that because, yeah, Julie, you got a lot to talk about, girl. You got a lot to share with all of us. So on my Instagram account, which is Julie Chen Moonvez, I post uh, every Sunday morning a 15-minute or less panel talk show. You know, for example, we are going to this Sunday, the episode is about like the greatest gift ever. Like Christmas isn't Mm. about, you know, tangible presents because we already got the greatest gift ever. We got salvation. Yes, we do. So God 101 really started as like, I thought, well, what do I know how to do? I know how to lead a panel talk show but I want to only do things in the faith space. An episode on the sin of pride. Like I didn't know pride was a sin until Mm. I started my walk with Jesus, you know, and that's Mm. not Lucifer kicked out of heaven, (laughs) you know, and pride. That's that's why, that's why he's no longer welcome, right? No, no. (laughs) And I just love that. Like he was supposed to be this beautiful angel and now he's like disgusting, right? And he's seeking, he's seeking. And Julie, don't you think, I mean, I could talk to you all night, honest to God. So, I mean, just shut me up, but (laughs) he's seeking whom he may do. He's, can you see it? Like now that you, uh, you, the, the, the blinders have been taken off, Julie, really just me and you girl right here. Can't you just see him moving in people? It's almost like you can't not you can't hate someone or even be angry at someone because it's really not them. He, he's, he is in everything and doing everything. Do you see it? I see it. I see it in music. I mean, he I was a worship director, right? You know, he was. Yes. So it is so easy. And like, I will pray often. I haven't done it in a few days, but I will pray often because my son is 14. That yeah, he, mine too. <laughs> oh my gosh. The music and the lyrics. That he listens to. And I, and like, when you listen to a song, that song will latch onto your soul. It doesn't need and, to and ask. your spirit. It's just in there, right? And you wake up. It's like, an invitation. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I do see him lurking, waiting just to devour, you know, and, and now, Julie, I, I want to ask you this too. I'm sorry to interrupt now. And you don't have to go into this if you don't want to is, is your husband and your son, have they, have they, A, see a change in you and B, are they curious, interested or involved in, in their own journey with faith? I'm curious. Oh yeah. They, whether they will acknowledge it or not, we all are on our own faith journey, right? Whether we realize right. it or not. But my husband started going to church with me. And it started oh, because I said to my son, when I started to go to church, I said, you need to start coming with me. And suddenly my son, mm -hmm. my husband is Jewish, right? But he's Jewish okay. culturally. He's not religious at all. So suddenly mm -hmm. my son at that point says, well, I'm Jewish. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm Jewish. Right. I'm like, I'm well, Jew, the Jewish people are God's chosen people. I truly believe that. So yes. I'm Jewish too. So yeah, Zach is Jewish too. We're the God's chosen peoples. But anyway, go ahead. I digress. Go ahead, Julie. Yes. And we, our whole like Christianity is steeped in, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus was a Jew. Jew. Yeah. Yeah. The, king, yeah. the most important Jew ever born. So I'm like, right. why can't you acknowledge him as God? And my husband was like, right, right. I just wasn't taught that. I said, well, that's right. a reasonable answer. You don't believe it because you weren't taught it. I said, but is it right. possible? He goes, yes. Yes. Right? They're open. Oh, oh, Julie. Oh, my son. So I said to my husband, I said, listen, Charlie won't come with me to church because he says he's Jewish. You know, you got you to gotta come. So he'll come. And sure enough, that's next Sunday morning. Fantastic. My husband put on his shoes. He goes, come on, Charlie, we're all going to church. And when I tell you, we walked into church and we open up our hymn books. My husband is singing louder than anyone <laughs> and doesn't have to look at the words. And I look at him. I said, how, how do you know? How do you know these hymns? <laughs> he goes, oh, this is a Thanksgiving song. He goes, we sang this in school growing up. Right. Right. I, said, I don't even know this song. Yeah, a, lot, day, a lot of crossover there. A lot crossover. of crossover. Then that day, the sermon the pastor preached on his friend who was accused of something that he was not guilty of. Oh. And he preached Girl. on betrayal. And I was like, and I just saw my husband's heart open up. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, when he's shushing Charlie so he can hear the sermon, I'm like, thank you. God Julie. is up to something. Yes. Always. And Julie, I'm going to tell you, God is up to something still. With you, I, I'm getting emotional talking about it just because you give me hope, girl, that in that world of Hollywood, that there are people out there sharing the gospel and loving people into a faith that is that is everlasting, right? Like yeah. you and I are going to be friends forever, girl. Ever and in eternity. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Like we're we're sisters. We are sisters. We're sisters. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And it's, you know, I have seen hearts um, soften mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Me too. Because I will start a meeting in prayer and people are like, oh, I've never done that before, you know? And then afterwards they're like, that was really nice. And then I'll end a meeting in prayer. And then people who didn't want to speak at the beginning say, I'll say something, you know? <clears throat> and, they, and they go, that was so nice. Like, I wish I could start right. every meeting this way, you know? And Couldn't peace. hurt. Yeah. No way. Can only help. So all right, y'all. You've got to go get you, you've got to go get Julie's book. Got to download it on audio. Uh, but first, God 
this is just, I mean, we could talk about, I mean, it's, we could talk about so much more here. (laughs) We could could do part two, three, and four, but it's in the book. It is going to move you. If you are even just curious about, right, Julie, even the people who are just even curious about what this God thing's all about, your audio book is the perfect first step. Thank you. It really is. Thank you. He's a God of miracles. I mean, amen. He gave me back my hearing. I I talk about that too. That's in the book. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all got to get it. Well, and this is what I always say. Uh, Some people say to me all the time because they say, Kim, well, I just, I don't believe in God. I'm like, that's okay. Cause he believes in you. Right. Right. He believes in you. Julie, I'm telling you, please come back. Can you come back and tell us more? Can you come on uh, one-on-one on God 101? <gasps> oh, girl, look, who Jesus I miss is my calling. I should have been a preacher. Please have me on. I would be, I would love to have, I would love it. Um, I've been walking with the Lord since I was seven years old, up and down all around. And um, Julie, we're, I'm just telling you, it, he's just good. He's just good. Always, always, always has our back. Yes. Always. Oh my gosh. I feel, I feel like I've got a new best friend. Okay. Listen, before we go, we end with a fun thing called rapid fire questions. And I said to Zach, I said, Zach, we've got to do this with Julie. The woman knows how to do live TV. She's quick witted. She's brilliant. We're doing this. So just the first thing that pops into your mind, Julie answer, you don't, don't think about it. Just go for it. Okay. Here we go. Rapid fire questions. First question. Who would you love to sit uh, next to on a long flight? Well, Jesus. Okay, girl. Yeah. There you go. In first class. Thank you. Okay, here we go. And um, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Like it could be childhood, now, whatever. Favorite TV show? Well, it's probably a tie between, this is before I knew Christ, okay? Yeah. Melrose Place. Ooh, I love Melrose Place. Okay. Heather Locklear, remember? Oh my God. Melrose Place. Okay. They canceled it. I wanted to throw my television out the window. Me too. Okay. Ted Lasso. I'm going to go with Ted Lasso. That's my Ted Lasso's fantastic. Ted Lasso's fantastic. And I, 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 Melrose, though, you got me there. Okay. Um, What is one piece of advice you wish you could give your younger self? Oh, uh, probably not to go out on a date with someone I went out on a date with in college <laughs> and became obsessed with and was just, I was probably good because like I learned what it was like to date a scoundrel, you know? Oh, the bad boy. You had the bad boy syndrome. Scoundrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. You had the bad boy syndrome. We all had, everybody, all of us strong, you know, career driven girls have always gone a little bad boy every now and then. So I can't, I can't judge you for that. You want the opposite of what you are. You're like, ooh, that's so intriguing. It's so intriguing, yeah, until you have to date them. Okay. Um, what is what is um, one thing that would surprise us to know about you that no one knows? Okay, spill some tea, Julie. I am a very good mimic. And I... Really? Really. I, well, I don't really do that anymore because it's not glorifying God, right? But I <laughs> think I could do... What could be comedy? Can you, Julie, can you do a Southern accent? Like, right, just oh. in honor of Kim. 
Um, you can you can mimic me. I'm, I I see it as an honor, mm-hmm. but you don't really. But see, you you don't really have. I don't know if I can do a southern drawl. I I just <laughs> I, I I can't do accents. I I I typically I reckon I don't do accents. So I don't know. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. I don't even know if that why makes did sense. she sound? Why did she sound smarter at me being more in in as Southern? Whatever. We'll have to we'll have to let the people decide that. All right. What is the worst gift you've ever been given? I'm sure this isn't the worst, but I remember. But it was well intentioned. I got a keychain from my college boyfriend. Oh, that's so cute! It was a keychain that said "Born to Shop," and it was so cheesy. And I thought so cheesy. It was very cheesy, and I. But the intention was, and I'm like, I thought, who do you think you're That's, dating? Like, I, yeah, but I, I think that he bought that at the Seven Eleven on the yeah. way to your place. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> that was just like cheesy, but we were, you know, yeah, eighteen, nineteen. That, that was want want. That's right. I love it. All right, what's your guilty pleasure food? What's your favorite junk food? Oh my gosh, anything fried. Yeah, anything, anything fried. fried, anything, anything fried. fried, fried calamari, you know, French fries. I can't, anything. I could order like a healthy meal that I'm like a side of fries, please. Yeah. Uh, and honey mustard to dip it in or some kind of dip. Absolutely. Mayonnaise, dip it in mayonnaise. And Ooh, uh, that's right. Yes, that Those is. Ca- it's and me- like, do you do like any fast food, like Mickey D's, BK, Crystal? Do you go that I, low? I... My son has recently discovered um, Mickey D's because when he was Uh-oh. growing up, I used to tell him that, you know, you can't eat that because it tastes like boogers, you know? Can't tell him it's delicious. <laughs> can't tell him it's delicious. So uh, he will he will come home with like a Big Mac and I'm like, but I'm a fish fish filet uh, girl. Lay a fish I girl. love the fish filet. The fish filet. Julie. This growing up. The fish filet small fries and that orange drink that chemically yes. orange drink loved that ki- it. this just just flat out chemical i don't even think they sell it anymore i don't think they even make it anymore yeah so. that was my go-to fish fillet girl okay the i western think we could star at carl's jr the western star i ate that every day every like wednesday in college right after a certain journalism mm. class cuz they had one on campus that was the one with the onion rings in it delicious Oh, girl. I mean, yeah, you've got taste. You've got taste. You've got good taste. All right. Who's your celebrity crush? And I'm sure it's like, really, you could really give us your your celebrity crush could be just absolutely real because you're right there in Hollywood. Who's your celebrity crush? My my producer one time said that before I was married. She's like, who's your celebrity crush? Because it could happen. I said, (laughs) and I I said, do you know Lenny Kravitz? Oh, I just saw him on a he's commercial hot. for like some cologne and I was with my mom. I'm like, he's hot. Um, he was my big celebrity, celebrity crush. And then we met him at a party and someone said, oh, let me get a picture of, of you guys. Meaning my husband with right. Lenny Kravitz and my husband goes gladly and like squeezes me out. Like I wasn't really kind of in that conversation. And you just see like my eyebrow behind their shoulders, like, <laughs> like trying to get really? it. <laughs> Yeah, photo bomb. You're trying to photo bomb. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz is a good one. He's hot. Mm-hmm. He's hot. Yeah. Okay, a couple more. Yeah. 
You're coming up good. The whole fish fillet just had me at hello. Um, what is your most memorable TV moment and what is your most embarrassing TV moment? My most memorable TV moment was when I lost my composure. Um, I was moderating the talk and we had to deliver the verdict of the PC um, mm. Anthony trial. Yes, and I remember I that. Was dumbfounded that it was um, not guilty, and I right. felt um, I felt like the blood drained from my face, and I I couldn't I couldn't finish talking. I had to I had to push the copy to my co-host and have her finish speaking for me because I I physically couldn't speak because if I opened my mouth, it was just going to be sobbing. That was probably my most memorable TV moment. Um, And what was the other one? My best TV moment? Yeah. Your most most embarrassing. Oh, most embarrassing. I don't think we were rolling tape because we were doing a... um, we were doing a concert when I did the morning news and it was with Cisco who sang that thong song. And I went on and it was drizzling and I slipped and like legs went like scissors and like, boom, like right on my bum. That was probably my yep. most embarrassing. That's good. Mm. Just, okay. just like a quick producer aside as a professional producer, like we say we're not rolling. We're always rolling. <laughs> Sorry, it's Julie, out there somewhere. I want to see it, Julie. It's out there. It's out there somewhere. I want it. It's going to surface. And he he couldn't um, stop laughing. He was helping. <laughs> he was dying. Well, he's adorable. He's he adorable. Okay, so what's next for you? This is our last question. What is next for Julie? What is next for Julie? Well, mm. God willing, you know. Well, there is another season of Big Brother during the summer, um, continuing with, you know, my God one-on-one show, maybe hopefully selling it. And I think so, uh, you know, sell, selling that show so we can reach, you know, a wider audience. I don't even know if it's a wider audience on broadcast anymore. Right. Cause everyone has, has uh, social media, uh, for that to reach more people. Um, and I don't know, you know, I have thought about going to seminary school. Who knows? Oh, Julie. Or at least like speaking at some of the colleges, at least, you know, speaking about my faith journey, you know, at like Pepperdine. It's coming. You know, it's coming, girl. It's coming. Yeah. And theology. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wow, I, I come from a long line, Julie, of preachers. I say all the my my family is tobacco farmers and preachers. So I'm it's my my roots are in the dirt and in the church. So when I saw that you were willing to come on and talk about this, I'm telling you, God has such amazing your reach, your your testimony, your your transformation, your book. Y'all go get it because it is absolutely fantastic. But first, God by Julie Chin Moonves. And I'm telling you, watch her show, God One-on-One on Instagram. Follow her um, on Instagram. It's her name, Julie Chin Moonves. It just spelled out. Her audio book is called But First God, and you can find it everywhere audiobooks are sold. Julie, we love you. Kim, we I We have love to keep you. in touch. Yes. We have to yes. keep in touch. And you're going to come on one-on-one on God One-on-One. Absolutely. Please. 
one-on-one, you know, interviews with people. Usually it's a former Big Brother house guest about their faith journey. Cause I want to hear about how you found, how you got to know Christ starting at age seven, mm. you know, well, being seven from a and- family of pastors. So that makes yeah. sense. But I, I mean, I, there was a moment where my faith became my own. We all have that moment like you did. And and I love it because we're all family. Yes, exactly. That's how I look at it. Yeah, we're all family. We are all family. We are all his <laughs> those, children. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just your distant Southern cousin once removed. That's it. <laughs> Finally. I'm just we, your distant we, Southern cousin. We met. <laughs> yes, you are. Not so distant. Not so distant. <laughs> Not so distant anymore. No. I love you, Julie. Thank you for coming. Have me on 101. I'll be there. Okay, we will. Thanks, Julie. Reach out. Zach, thank you. Thank this you for having great. me. Bye. All right, y'all. We love you. Until next time, I'm Kim. I'm Zach. This is the Kim Gravel Show. Bye. All right. You have your your Riz meter is going down, down, down. Your Riz is on the freaking. <laughs> I'm starting to think you don't know what that means. You think that I have Riz? Yes. Do you have Riz? You know I do. What are you talking about? Uh, what about Amy? Does Amy have Riz? Is she there? No, she's not here. She's not here. <laughs> All right. You, we love you. I love you. I love you, babe. We? Who are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> You're, you just got recorded on the podcast. We'll talk to you later, babe. I love you. Don't put that on. <laughs> the Kim Grabell Show is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Our associate producer is Kathleen Grant, the brunette exec. Production help from Emily Breeden and Sarah Noto. Our cover art is designed by Sanaz at Mamarian Creative and Mike Kligerman edits the show. Talent Booking by Central Talent Booking. And a special thanks to the team at QVC. Head over to thekimgravelshow.com and sign up for our mailing list. Again, we can't do this without you, so thank you for listening, and we love you.